3: What's up, New York? I am Rich Valdez with an S at Rich Valdez on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. I want to hear with you. And that's Rich Valdez with an S. New York is under attack, but it seems like there's a comeback. Now, you guys know that there's all sorts of Antifa violence going on. There was a big rally at City Hall today, and we might be getting a surprise update from the field on that. It's eerily reminiscent to what happened when I was growing up in the 80s. The city just tends to continue to go in the wrong direction. Real estate is a mess. People are leaving. Nobody's paying rent. All sorts of things are happening. Why? Well, we all know why. Because Democrats that are in control have shut down the economy. And they're bringing it back slowly and slowly and slowly. It's almost like the controlled demolition implosion of New York's economy and other places. But I'm talking about New York because that's where we are, right? I'm normally— um, super excited to be here in the city, and I can't say that I'm not today, but it, there's a degree of heartbreak that goes along with looking at what's going on when you walk around some of the nicest neighborhoods in the city, and you just see people that are downtrodden, people that are homeless, and it's like, man, what is going on? Really, what is it that's going on? But I'm encouraged to see, I'm watching New York 1 right now, I'm, I'm encouraged to see that there are people standing up for police officers. Uh, for these Blue Lives Matter rallies. There are people down at City Hall that are standing up for their rights. All sorts of things are happening in the city. So it's not over. And I don't think we should lose heart. Never. We shouldn't lose heart. We should really focus on what it is that we want to do and not let the left, those that feel that it's okay, it's all right to let the city uh, go to hell in a handbasket, we can't let them win. I mean, because if we do... What's left, right? So I want to give out the phone number. It's 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-WABC. And a little while ago, I was looking at an article in the Daily News, and there are bodegueros, bodega owners, grocery store owners, like the owner of WABC, John and Katsimatidis. These guys are facing crime like they've not faced it before. The article references the five-finger discount making a comeback. And it makes me think, man, we're supposed to be moving forward in life, not backward. We're supposed to be making progress, not experiencing regression. But that's exactly what's going on. When you've got people that are stealing more and more and more, and this isn't just an article. I mean, the article's a memory jogger, but I was in Dwayne Reed the other day, the one inside the Port Authority, and I walked inside to, to buy a, a bottle of soda. And there's a girl that's standing by their refrigerated section where they have the refrigerated, um, excuse me, refrigerated like beers and, and all those, those frozen type drinks, the alcoholic ones. And the homeless dude just comes right in. And the girl's standing there and she's like, oh, no, no, you're not allowed in here. You're not allowed to be here. And he just kind of dodges her, almost like a basketball game. And he goes around her, and he grabs this tall boy. I think it was Rita or one of those things. And he puts it down his pants. And I I, I looked at her, and I was like, that dude just took that. And she (laughs) looks at me. She goes, he can have it. I'm not going after it. (laughs) And I thought it was pretty funny, but it was sad at the same time that this is what's going on. They literally have to pay somebody. They have a cop at the door. They have a security guard. And they've got now a— I guess one of their pharmacy people or one of the people that works in the aisles or one of the cashiers standing in front of this thing, you know, running defense so that people won't steal beer from Dwayne Reed. I'm pretty sure they're stealing lots of things. And this is one symptom of the overall problem that this lawlessness that everybody thinks is OK, or at least maybe not everybody. I should not speak in such broad generalities. There are some people that think this is atrocious. And there are some people that think that this is the best thing ever because the system must come down because the system is anti-gay. It's anti-black and brown. It's anti-everything. And it's like what, what do we do if we're looking at the same thing and we see two completely different things, two totally different things? They see the systemic dismantling of the system, quote-unquote, and then we see the degradation of society and civility as we know it. I'm at a loss. I'm at a total loss. Over the weekend, or yeah, over the weekend, over the last two days, I should say, I think this happened on Thursday, I'm looking at this thing in Newsweek, and a woman, two women, To me, they look like teenagers or maybe in their 20s. They grab this little kid. He's eight years old. You've probably heard this, but I I watched a video. I heard the story, and I I didn't read it, and I, I watched a video a little while ago, and I was like, wow, little kid's eight years old, and he's got a Trump sign, and he's got a Trump hat. And it's like, what's the story? And then you see it. what goes on. This girl goes up to him. She grabs his sign, rips it in half, throws it on the floor. He's squealing like a little kid would. And he's like, that's my sign. That's my sign. Ah! And I'm thinking, who the hell is videotaping this? Turns out it's his mother. Now, you would think that a mother would go all mama bear and get in, the, in these girls grill and say, hey, that's my kid. Fall back. No, 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 no. She doesn't do any of that. She decides, no, I'm just going to videotape this thing. And uh, my damn call screener, what's the little kid's name? Is it Trevor? Oh, somebody. I don't know if it's the husband or the kid. She's saying, Trevor, go get your hat. I, I, apparently now there's a husband there. But I want you to hear this because I watched it, and it, honestly, I was like, holy cow. How does how do you let somebody take a sign away from your kid, rip it up, stomp on it, take the, the, the MAGA hat, and just literally just abuse you and videotape the whole thing? Listen to this. Can you get off my
4: property get off my property are you destroying my property yes we are you know that's a I felony that one too. You don't get, have that get away one. from get it Liv. get it touch my hat. Take your ass <laughs> hat that's somebody else's hat take that hat. Get, get your
0: hat back baby
1: <laughs> look at what you just did to my son get your hat back baby get your hat back baby Give me back
4: my hat. Give me back my hat. No. Give me back my hat. Give me back my hat. No. Give me back my hat. Give me back my hat. Give me back my hat. I
3: don't want to be racist, you're, but at this point, just, if this woman be, were, let's say, I don't know, let's I'll say, say if she was a Wariqua, if she was Puerto Rican, you would be here. <laughs> That's what you'd be hearing right now. <laughs> give me back. Give, give, give me back my hat. So, as you can see, they got into this whole thing. Do they get the hat back? They don't get the hat back. Apparently, she's got it on video. (laughs) They don't get the hat back. So here's the thing. I'm thinking of that, and you know, it reminds me of a story. I make light of it because I mean, that's kind of what I'm here to do, right? I look at this stuff, I ridicule these things, but but it's really not funny. This little kid just got bullied. When my brother Al was little, this predates my birth because I'm I'm the last one to be born. My dad um, was a very quiet guy, he, he's a man a few words. But my brother Al tells me at my dad's, uh, the day of the funeral, we're all sharing, you know, stories about dad growing up. And he tells me, I remember one time, I'm doing my brother Al's voice. He said, I remember one time, I, Pop, I came home, I say, this kid, this kid took my lunch money, Dad. And he said, what are you talking about? He took your lunch money. You're going to go get it back. If you don't get it back, I'm going to beat you up twice as bad. And he was like, oh, snap, I don't want to fight with the old man. So he uh, comes back the next day, and he says, hey, what happened? He goes, he took my money again, Dad. And he said, listen to me. One more chance. I'm going to give you one more chance to go get your money. You're going to go. You're going to beat the crap out of that guy. And when you beat him up, you're going to put your hand in his pocket, and you're going to take back every penny that he took from you, but not a penny more. So the next day comes along. Al comes home from school. Dad says, how are you going to school? Al says, here's the money, Dad. I took care of business. And it's interesting because I think Alan, and my dad are so similar, being guys a few words, even though he's very jovial, he's very funny, really a um, good humor kind of guy. Certain things like that, he, he becomes the strong silent type. And the moral of the story is you can't let people push you around and take your lunch money. You eventually have to fight back, ideally earlier, sooner rather than later. Because the longer you wait, the more lunch money they're going to take. And this is, uh, I guess, I'm guilty of oversimplifying, but this is the reality. If these mobs, these were two teenage girls. I don't know, blonde, brunette, two white girls. Went up to a little white kid. just We're on the radio, so I'm going to use racial descriptors, right? So you could really understand the audio that you heard. And the mom is there videotaping the whole thing rather than, you know, grabbing her chancleta and going to town with this lady with a flip-flop in her hand. No, she just, yeah, give me my hat. Back. I'll call the cops. I will call the police. Give me my hat back. And good for her. You know what? She's, she's showing showing a higher degree of civility than I would have or I probably do on a regular basis when in those types of scenarios. But my point is we can't allow ourselves to be bullied. So keep it locked right there because up next we're going to talk about What's going on with a few different crazy topics, as well as your phone calls. I'm Rich Valdez. You're listening to This is America on Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is
1: America.
2: call screener,
1: who is a budding radio star, by the way. Richie Valdez is terrific.
2: We are New York on New York's Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, it's Rich Valdez.
3: New York, welcome back. one 800 848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. If you hear the hesitation when I'm giving out the number, it's because yesterday I got to guest host the Mark Levin Show. And as I was guest hosting the Mark Levin Show, what happens? I give out the WABC number to 20 million people. (laughs) So so I'm gun-shy now. When I go to give out the number, you'd think I'd know that number like I know my name. Anyway, so you guys heard earlier, but I want to reinforce this. Cousin Brucey is returning on Labor Day weekend. He's coming back Saturdays, right here to Talk Radio 77 WABC, or the all-new music radio, as we're going to brand it, because it's going to be all music. We're bringing back those oldies. Now, he's always had so much to say. He's the best radio DJ ever, and he's everybody's favorite cousin. He's an icon. He's a legend. He's Cousin Brucie, and he's coming home. Two legendary names are back together again. That's Bruce Morrow, Cousin Brucie, and 77 WABC, putting the special back in special programming. The Saturday Rock and Roll Party returns with Cousin Brucey on 77 WABC, kicking off on Saturday, September 5th at 6 p.m. That's right after this program. So three hours of the hits that made them both legends. Cousin Brucey. At the start of the Saturday Rock and Roll Party, don't miss this, September 5th, 6 p.m., 77 W.A.B.C. Now, I'm looking forward to ha- having Cousin Brucey come back, but, but back to the politics of it, I see that so many people are going into spasm when they get into these political discussions. So I want to hear from the callers on the topics we discussed, but I also want to ask you a question. Tell me about the types of fights, arguments, disagreements that you're having with your friends and family. Because I'm reading an article right now in page six about two celebrities that got into it on Twitter. And I'm going to get into that in a minute, but I want to hit the phones. So let's go to Tom in Staten Island. Tom, you're on with Rich Valdez. Hey, Rich, just a quick
4: follow-up to your story. the the hat that was stolen.
3: Yeah. I don't know if you heard, the girl was arrested. She was 21 years old and she was a Biden supporter. Nice. Well, that doesn't surprise me. You know, for years, I was always the bad guy. Uh, Tom, I was always the bad guy that when I would see things, activities, behaviors, I would label them as politics. I'd go, I bet you that guy's uh, like a Bernie Sanders guy. I bet you that guy likes Obama. And I I have to agree with you. I would have done what your father did. (laughs) I mean, that's not right what that woman did, so... You know, go back and beat up that bully. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm glad I'm glad justice, um, you know, prevailed. At least we think it did, right? Because you say, hey, she's 21. What, she's arrested. what happened. Probably out already. <laughs> that's the other side of the story, right? I don't know where that happened, but I'm hoping that they didn't, you know, just let her out and say, no, it's okay. You can go beat up little kids some more and steal their stuff. That's all right. We're just going to give you a slap on the wrist and send you packing. Well, I thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. Let's uh, move on to Rich in Long Island. Rich, what's going on? You're on with Rich Valdez on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey,
1: Rich. How you doing? Great. Thank you. Um, just, just going back to the story about your dad, I think what happened is it's, it was a different time back then because I remember my grandfather when kids picked on me, and it wasn't for not having strength. It was more so being afraid of what I could do. And my grandfather brought me down the basement, and he kept smacking me in the head up until the point I hit him. But it's a different era. And I think with the um, the woman with the hat, people are a little more restrained, and the other people are a little more brazen to do acts of violence because nothing's going to happen to them.
3: Well, you know, Rich, so I think definitely- I think you raise an interesting point. And w- this tough love that you're talking about, I really think it boils down to it, – it, that's still the example that we have. When, when your grandfather brought you to the bra- basement, this is – I remember being in the driveway with a different older brother of mine shoving me gently on my shoulder and then harder and harder and harder. And I was like, why the hell is this guy pushing me so much? And he said, eventually, you're going to get tired and you're going to push me back. And I, it dawned on me, wow, it was going to take me a long time because, you know, he was friendly. He's my brother. I didn't get the lesson, but eventually I did get the lesson. And I think it, it's the same thing. I guess we, everybody has a different level of frustration tolerance where they're going to say, hey, enough is enough. And in, in everybody's situation, it's going to vary. But, yes, times were different. But I think in many ways we're going back to those times where things are rougher on the street where, you know, we enjoyed this time of, of civility and calm. But now we're going back to a time where it's like, you know what? You want to wear a MAGA hat? Better have your brass knuckles. You better be ready to roll because th- that's the world we live in.
1: Right, but there's, you see, the problem is there's no punitive action, and it's too bad you can't impeach a mayor. Or maybe you can.
3: Too bad. Indeed. What are your thoughts about the mayor?
1: Uh, My thoughts? Well, I don't live in the city. As you know, I live out in Long Island. I think there is another hidden agenda as far as the mayor goes because I can't imagine someone to sit so placidly by and allow a city to get destroyed and say, well, I disagree. It's being destroyed. Talk to your people. You know, and, and the out-and-out out disrespect for the police, and it's it's sad because now they're hesitant to do anything, and that's what's allowing it. It's not almost to like it's they have those Gotham at right. its baddest point.
3: And, and it's not as if they don't have stand-down orders where they're just told, don't do this and don't do that. But thank you for your call, Rich. I appreciate it. Always good to hear from our peeps in Long Island. Let's move it on to Johnny in Sullivan County. Johnny, you're on with Rich Valdez.
2: Richie, I love you. Um, you I love uh, um, Mark Levin also. That's you guys great. are phenomenal. Wow. I listen to you all the time. Listen, I'm I've, in I've Port Authority uh, twice a week. I heard your story with the, uh, oh, yeah. the Dwayne Reed and I left. Was it the one like Dagny Cross from the Staples? I'm not the Staples, the, um, the um, uh, Starbucks?
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, I know the place very well. There's a GNC diagonally across. You have the the, uh, National Guard guys on occasion. Uh, Let me tell you something. The city has become Jurassic Park. (laughs) From from 30th Street up to 59th Street, from uh, 12th Avenue to, say, 5th Avenue, it's become Jurassic Park. Yeah. Thanks to uh, uh, Mr. Hammond, the curator of Jurassic Park, which is this lunatic of a mayor who should have been indicted 20 times uh, including his wife, who's actually the one calling the shots, uh, this bum de Blasio. You know, I, I was telling your 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 call taker, the nice girl just
3: before. Oh, yeah, Jenny from the block, my damn calls Jenny King.
2: I hadn't been in the city since late March when they shut it down because I come in all the time for my physical therapy treatments, mm-hmm. um, and they shut everything down. My last time into the city was March 20th. But prior to that, before all this craziness started, before the COVID-19 hit, you know, when the winter, was still like around Christmas time, January, and the city was still bustling. I used to always be up and down 57th, 59th Street, and 8th Avenue, mm-hmm. walking straight down 8th to Smith's Bar and Grill. If you're familiar with that on 44th and 8th, yeah. all the time. That area was always a bustling area, different pizza shops, different bars. Oh, yeah, it, it,
3: was, tw- it was always popping around there. And I got to tell you, you know, that was like the expanded area for Hell's Kitchen. And honestly, the place has now just become like hell. Thanks, brother, for your call. We're going to move on to Billy in Brooklyn. Billy, what's on your mind, brother?
2: Hey, Rich. I can remember back in the day when I was a wuss, and I got in a scrap with a bunch of guys, and my brother had to take up for me. But one thing that he told me was, you might lose, and you might get beat up, but you're
5: going to fight. And that's what I want to say about the Republicans.
2: Take the Why shot, right? Take the
3: not shot. Why are fighting? Well, you Why know what? They're not fighting back. You, you raise a good point. I don't. I don't know that we could indict all of them and say, "Hey, they're all doing nothing." But I can say they definitely need to know. do more, right? There's there's a few guys out there that are swinging hard. At least in Congress, if we're talking nationally, you got Matt Gates and uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, and, and there's a handful of guys that are that are really doing a bang up job. But at the same time. We've got guys that aren't doing nearly enough, and they need to do more. And all of us need to do more. And, you know, last night I mentioned I was in for Mark Levin. That's what we talked about, stepping up our game, doing more. But we'll be right back. I want to get into something about men and expanding genders. Don't miss this. I'm Rich Valdez, 77 WABC.
1: UABC, New York
2: This is America with Rich Valdez
3: Secretary Pompeo is putting the emphasis on culture in, in, in effect, he's saying Look, in order for us to move forward With any type of partner like this They have to believe what we believe We have to have the same type of western values Now you can call that tribalism You can call it nativism You can call it whatever you like but it's something that I agree with and it's a conversation I've had with my kids.
2: Listen and subscribe WABCradio.com and the 77 WABC mobile app.
1: This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com.
2: And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You work for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of public
3: service stuff. Rich Valdez, Valdez. columnist now with the Washington Times.
1: This is America. Uh, Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich
0: Valdez.
3: All right, New York, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez, at Rich Valdez on Instagram, at Rich Valdez on Twitter and Parler. On all social media, you can get me at Rich Valdez with an S. Our phone number, 1-800-848-9222, 848 9222 And I want to hear from you. We talked about a few different things earlier about the kid that got beat up with the MAGA hat and the bodegas and the grocery owners that are seeing this increase in petty larceny crimes here in New York City and the City Hall event that happened earlier today. But I also want to get into some of the stuff that happened in the Democrat National Committee uh, Convention just a few days ago. On Thursday night. And there was some additional commentary that came in after that from some of the regular cast of characters, like my favorite congresswoman from the 14th District in the Bronx and Queens, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, also known as All Out Crazy. But this week, I have renamed her nickname All Out Kami because her platform speech was so communistic that I did that in my Cuomo cadence. I don't know if you noticed that. Communistic. But it really was. It was so communistic that I was really taken aback, and I don't know why, but I was. I didn't expect her to be that forward with it. But she went on to give additional commentary on her Instagram, and she mentioned this term that kind of glossed over me the first time I heard it, because I played this last night on Levin. And let me tell you, I heard so much in that call, in in the uh, in the cut, but then Madame Call Screener Jenny from the Block she mentioned, wh- what does that word mean? That phraseology, and I'm going to point it out now. But I want you to listen to this. This is Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, all out crazy, on her Instagram.
0: We're going to have to build a mass movement um, of everyday people, and we're going to have to stitch together women. Uh, gender-expanding people, immigrants, black folks, indigenous folks.
3: Okay, so she said we have to put together this big coalition of women, black folks, gender-expanding folks. What the hell is a gender-expanding folk? What does it mean to expand your gender? Now, I am truly speaking from a position of ignorance. If you know about this and you know what's going on, definitely give me a call at 1-800-848-9222 because I need to know what it means to expand one's gender. Now, normally I would do tons of research on this to get to the answer, but honestly, I said, you know what? Like so many things on the left, these people come up with a story, or it's oftentimes very perfunctory. They say, hey, we want to do this. We want to merge people. We want to do whatever we want to do. We want to just erase gender. So we're going to call, before we get to erasing gender, we're going to call it gender expansion. It's kind of like the political theory of the Overton window. You know, you kind of ask for way more than you know you can get and then eventually you get halfway through that window and that becomes the norm. But with respect to her term of gender expanding people, we can't let her get away with that one, right? We have to really sit there and drill down. So I happened to be looking at uh, an article that was about, I think it was about high blood pressure. And it had a link to another article on it that said, can men get pregnant? And I said, man, let me check that out. This is on healthline.com from 2018. Headline, can men get pregnant? Now this is a peer reviewed, article that's, let me use use the phraseology that they use, medically reviewed by Dr. Valinda Riggins, MD, MPH, Master of Public Health, Doctor of Medicine. Okay, now check this out. Can men get pregnant? Is it possible? The answer is yes. It's possible for men to become pregnant, and I'm reading to you from the article. It's possible for men to become pregnant and to give birth to children of their own. In fact, it's probably a lot more common than you might think. In order to explain, we'll need to break down some common misconceptions about how we understand the term quote, man, end quote. Not all people who were assigned male at birth identify as men, and they call this AMAB. Those that do are called cisgender. I hope I'm saying that right. Conversely, other people who were assigned female at birth, AFAB, identify as men. These folks may be transgender. So just in the first sentence, and it's a pretty long sentence, this thesis tells you everything you need to know. When AOC says we need to create a coalition of gender-expanding people... She's looking for these people right here. Men that say or believe that they are women and want to have children or women that say or believe that they are men and can give birth to children. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. So that, in a nutshell, is what I believe to be gender expansion. It's nothing more than the first step of becoming genderless. And we see that, you know, non-binary. It's just, that's the new thing. You just don't want to, to be anything anymore, which I find interesting because typically when the left does these types of things, they want to put you into a category. But oftentimes, if you chop something up, Think of a cake. You start cutting the cake into four pieces. You're like, oh, that we got for the black guys, for the white guys, the Spanish guys, the Asian guys, right? All right, then we got four, four pieces of this pie. And then you go, oh, but no. When you say Spanish, guys, what do you mean? Like Hispanic, Latino? I mean, you got Cubans, you got Puerto Ricans, you got Dominicans, you got Mexicans, you got all of South America. Then they go, oh boy, we're going to have to cut up that Hispanic piece into more pieces. And then you start cutting more and more and more. Before you know it, you got a pile of dust. So ultimately what you have is individual grains of sand, which is why I'm such an advocate for individualism, because that's truly the only way that we can, we can always be part of the whole, but we've always got to be ourselves. I don't know. You let me know if I'm crazy. Our phone number 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Christine in Newark. Christine, what's on your mind? Hi, Rich. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing great. A little baffled by this men getting pregnant thing, but other than that, I'm, I'm I'm doing all right. How are you? I heard years ago. I don't think this is new news. That yes, it can can happen. Whoa! Uh, I've been under a, while a rock. Ago, this came up. So you're in Newark, New Jersey. Tell I'm me what's called. going on. I'm sorry. I said, tell me what's going on in Newark, New Jersey.
2: Uh, mail-in ballots.
3: Yeah, I'm in I Jersey can't too. Can't
2: handle this. Talk about high blood pressure. What
4: <laughs> the heck?
3: Mm-hmm.
5: We
4: do not have a right to go pull the lever. Y-
3: yeah, I mean, I'm with you on this one. What?
4: What? What's? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think President Trump is going to be able to?
3: Well, here's the thing. I I mean, I guess the reason I'm not losing, uh, you know, steam escaping from my ears and turning red is because I don't believe, and maybe, um, you know, I'm just uh, looking at the class half empty, but I don't believe that Trump was going to win New Jersey. He didn't win it in 2016. So it really wasn't part of the overall strategy to win. It's pretty much a very safe win for the Democrats. Now that's a somewhat myopic view of it because you know it it kind of uh, dismisses the fact that they're destroying our our right to vote by secret ballot and to go in person. And I think that Murphy has been the kind of guy that flirts with tyranny. He he's a tyrant, and then you push back, and then he says, "All right, you know what? Let me ease up." And then he comes back, you know, like with the gym owners in Jersey, Attila's Gym. That's a terrible story. I mean, it's a great story at the same time that it's a terrible story. Terrible what's happening to them, but great that they're fighting for their rights. But with back to the mail-in voting, ultimately, I think what really happens here is it doesn't affect Trump's overall November victory because he wasn't planning to win that. I think the, the key states to watch there are the ones we keep hearing about, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Florida. So... That's, I think, you know, the uh, the nutshell on that. But back to voting by mail, I had to do it uh, for my own municipal elections in New Jersey, and I got to tell you, I, I thought to myself, I feel like I'm wasting my time. I'm going to put this thing in the mail, and they're going to pick whoever they want to pick because you, you sort of feel like you have less control over the electoral process. I don't know if that makes sense.
2: Well, if I have to do this,
4: you know. Uh I'm going not gonna put it through the mail, that's for sure. I'm right. gonna drop it off right at the
3: uh you know, the main office. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I I agree. I and mean I it's I'm gonna disconcerting. Call back later on and ask did they receive my you know Yeah, well I mean the fact that the governor has expanded voting to to be, I think, a week long or five days long, that is serious it's very serious and and the trump campaign is suing them and we'll see what happens in court hopefully they'll be able to roll some of that back but it it definitely is not a good precedent to set it's definitely not something that i think we want to see happening in other states because the minute that happens on the place like let's say florida we're all screwed so we got a nip it in the bud it's kind of like my bully scenario from earlier we've got a nip it in the bud now otherwise we'll be screwed Let's uh, keep it going in Jersey. Let's go over to George. George, you're on with Rich Valdez, Talk Radio 77, WABC.
4: Hi, Rich. I'm just uh, calling, you know, about this uh, mailing, ballot. you know, just look at the example of what happened in Patterson, New Jersey. I mm-hmm. do a business there. I look just what happened there, you know. Things never happened on time. They were both that they were sent to the wrong places, because, you know, people move out, they never notify, notified, or they didn't have access to the notification. I think it's going to be a mess. You know, I um, I love the democracy of our country. Mm-hmm. I came to this country 42 years ago, All and right. I enjoyed this, and I enjoyed the kind of life we have here. Because people don't know what is to live in Venezuela, what is to live in Nicaragua, what is to live in, even in China. That uh, you know, so
3: now, who, George, where did you come from?
4: I was, I was born and raised in Guatemala. All right. It was a different kind of thing, you know, that was a, really there was something different. The oppression in that country was so so nasty in the 70s and the early 80s, you know, so people don't know what is to live in this kind of environment, environments, you know, like we, we don't have that here. But, you know, even with this, all these things that I hope happen now in other the states, it's not easy to live in situations of
2: uncertainty.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, you're right, and I appreciate that. I think oftentimes we we forget how important uh, the liberty that we have is. We forget how how precious and how valuable it is. So we're going to talk about that, and I want to get back into that that uh, idea that we were talking about a little earlier about these political fights and different arguments that you've gone through with your family members and friends. And for example, I've really never ever had to block anybody. On Twitter, Facebook, well maybe on Twitter. but on, on my personal Facebook, I've never really blocked anybody until recently. Uh, somebody that I know from from my old high school that really every time it, it went from, hey, you know, happy birthday to your kids to really just attacking every single time and it, it became too much. But we'll get to that on the other side of the break. I'm Rich Valdez. You're listening to talk Radio 77 WABC.
1: This is America. This is America. He's brown, he's bald, and he's breaking it down. This is America with Rich Valdez.
3: All right, New York, what's up, New York? I am Rich Valdez with an S, Valdez with an S on all social media platforms. This is Talk Radio 77 WABC. Our phone number is 800-848-9222, and we're talking about gender expansion. There are now 58 genders. That's the umbrella term for all gender options. We also have Rose McGowan and Alyssa Milano going at each other's throats in a Twitter feud over politics. Plus, we've got young people stealing hats from 8-year-olds. And the five-finger discount is back in an ugly way in New York City, just like so much other crime. And that's why a bunch of patriots got together today in City Hall Park in New York City for the Don't Give Up the Ship rally. That was headlined by Scott Lobato with our very own Frank Morano speaking there and a bunch of others like um, one of my favorites. I love to see his op-eds and his tweets are the best. Ed Mullins from the uh, New York City Police Department, SBA Union. He's terrific. And so many others that were there. And right now, I think we've got Scott Lobato on the line. So I'd love to hear from him and check in with him and get an update on what happened today in City Hall. Scott, welcome to This Is America.
5: Thank you very much, man. Uh, it was uh, crazy putting this thing together, and uh, I'm in the middle of my martini.
3: <laughs> <and> <laughs> Cheers. salute
5: My, my much-needed martini after this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful well, day today.
3: Let everybody know why you put this thing together in the first place.
5: Because people have finally gotten so pissed off and gotten so miserable and aggravated about what happened to their city, our city. And, you know, people reach out to me because I'm an activist and I held off for a while until I realized that people, the working people, the business owners, the, 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 the law abiding citizens. I had 80 year olds there. These are, these are, you know, elderly people who used to be able to walk to the park without getting the crap kicked out of them by these hoodlums that cheap, uh, keep going through the revolving door. And we have had it. And, you know, don't give up the ship. It's a famous battle cry by mm-hmm. Captain Perry. You give up the ship, you give up the battle.
3: right. So uh, what was the turnout like? What was the outcome? Did you get any opposition?
5: Um, Yeah, we had a few thousand people there. Again, uh, all I care about is just making noise and and, and letting people, you know, we got to express our grievances. You really don't see the working, law-abiding citizens out in protest, in rallies. You see, you know, the Antifa, the young white socialists trying to inject their agenda into the BLM movement. And uh, and it was beautiful. Yeah, there was a little bit of opposition, very very little. And uh which was nice. Again, I'm a protester, I'm an activist. I love everybody's first amendment, but So can was, we call uh, you a was,
3: mostly peaceful protester? Mostly peaceful? Yes, mostly <laughs> peaceful. It was probably
5: it, it was this was that protest where everybody was just there, you know, having a good time but Mostly they were there because they were angry, you know, this administration. So many people are,
3: you know, and I would have been there as well. I know I got an email on it, and I shared it on my social media as well. John Tobacco had shared it with me, so did some others. But obviously I'm on the air, so I couldn't be there, and I had to do some show prep. But I'm really glad that you did that because I've been talking about this same topic, about people needing to step up and do something. Because That's, if we don't, yeah. someone else will, and they're showing us they're doing it. We, we, all we have to do is look at Portland, and we can see they're stepping
5: it up. I brought up, and at the end of my speech was New York City sets the trends, and there was a lot of media there and social media outlets and stuff, and the world was watching us. The country was watching us because New York City does what? We set the trends for the rest of the country, and my end of the, my speech was this trend it's more important today coming out of this city. And what is that trend? That the other cities like Portland and Seattle and Chicago and Philadelphia, they pick up our trend and they do the same thing we're doing, okay, is get the law-abiding citizens out there, the business owners, the restaurant owners, and take back their effing cities so yep. we can take back this
3: country. You're right, 100%. I appreciate you joining us, Scott. It's, it's my pleasure to have you on the program and keep up the great work.
5: I thank you for having me on,
3: brother. You got it, man. That's Scott Lobato, everybody, with the uh, Don't Give Up the Ship rally. That was today in City Hall Park in Manhattan. And we're going to keep it moving to Lenny in Essex County. Lenny, what's on your mind?
4: Hey, Rich. Uh, I just want to say before anything, uh, Rose Becky, which I believe it will be pronounced in Italian, Beachy. she's trying to, and we hope, we pray that she knocks out uh, Mike D. Sherrill in the U.S. Uh, 11th District here. Uh, yeah. I'm in, uh, well, we're not in on that topic. There. What's on your mind, brother? Yeah, I wanted to say that I believe uh, the whole thing about expanding, that, you know, they keep adding letters, L B G T Q R S T L M N O P. I I believe that's just to confuse the youth. They get their hands on them in preschool now, and it's a form of propaganda from the left just to attack people's gender identity so they're confused, and then the identity politics sets in after that.
3: You're right. You're 100% right, Lenny. Thank you for calling in. And this is what I keep talking about. There's an all-out assault on so much of what we consider to be good and holy, whether it's the family, whether it's patriotism, whether it's the actual American flag, whether it's a police officer. So many of the institutions and symbols that mattered in our society are under attack. It doesn't mean that we're defeated, but it does mean that we need to step it up. Antifa is the bully, and we need to step to the bully, because if we don't step up to the bully and do what we need to do, the bully is going to win, and that's not something we can allow to happen. Until next time, America, I'm Rich Valdez, and this is America.